RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents the Bill Harris Alice Bay Show. For your enjoyment, here is the Bill Harris Alice Bay Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. Most parents take a great interest in their children's schoolwork. Today, in the attempt to straighten out a minor difficulty for his little girls, Phil's delicate touch nearly brings the American educational system to a grinding halt. More about that later, but first a word from RCA Victor. It's perfectly clear. The pictures you get with an RCA Victor superset like the Preston are so clear, so strong, they defy comparison. You see, the Preston brings you television with picture power, which means you get the best reception possible in any reception area, in the city or in the country. In any way you look at it, you'll be exceedingly proud of the RCA Victor Preston. It brings you outstanding performance, and what's more, the Preston is superbly styled. It's a beautiful 17-inch table model superset with a matching consulate base available at modest extra cost. You'll want to have it in your home. And that, above all, is most important. Yes, it's perfectly clear. The Preston is one of the finest television receivers you can buy. It's a super set made by RCA Victor, cornerstone of home entertainment for three generations. And now the stars of the RCA Victor program, Alice Faye and Phil Harris. Alice has been a little run down lately, and this morning she left for a week's vacation in Palm Springs. Before leaving, she called an employment agency and told them to send over a housekeeper to take care of Phil and the children. So far, the housekeeper hasn't shown up, and we find Phil trying to manage the house and the children. Alice, would you, you stop please? it? Will you all right, kids, quiet. Me. Oh, quiet. You did it first. All right, all right. What do you... you quiet. What's the matter with you, kids? Only been alone with you for three hours and you're driving me nuts. <laughs> you don't pay no attention to me. Who do you think you are, the guys in my band? But, Daddy, she pulled my hair. I don't care. Now, don't un interrupt me until I finish ironing your dress. But, <laughs> but Daddy... Will you lie still on the ironing board? <laughs> How do you expect me to get these pleats straight if you keep wiggling around in the dress? Daddy, did you wash my slip yet? No, Phyllis, I didn't. Uncle Frankie's doing that. And by the way, I'd better go in the laundry room and see how that guy's doing. Oh, this is the way I wash their clothes, wash their clothes, wash their clothes. This is the way I wash their clothes, and boy, they certainly need it. <laughs> Pal, Winnie the washerwoman. You seem to be in a gay mood. How you doing in the laundry, Winnie? Fine, fine. The cinch with this Bendix. I already finished the first load, and I'll start the second one later. Good, good. I hope you didn't put too much starch in the clothes you have in the machine now. I haven't any clothes in the machine. <laughs> then why have you got it going? It's full of water in it. Uh, Remley, why is the water in the machine so yellow? That's from the vermouth. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
table. In between washings, I'm mixing a batch of martinis. <laughs> really, what's the matter with you? I, I, I... <laughs> I knew you'd like the idea. Care to try one, Curly? No, not now, Rem. But let's rendezvous here at cocktail time and sample the washing. <laughs> hey, in the meantime, we better go in and take care of the kids. Yeah, huh? all right. Hey, Curly, when's that housekeeper coming? I don't know, but I hope it's soon. The kids are driving me crazy. Daddy, I can't... when are we going to have our lunch? As soon as the housekeeper gets here, honey. But we're hungry. Well, you'll just have to wait. Uh, why do they have to wait, Curly? <laughs> what do you mean? Why don't we cook their lunch? Uh, you don't want them to eat out of the Bendix, do you? Yeah. Hey, kids, uh, we'll make your lunch. Well, Daddy, do you and Uncle Frankie know how to cook? Do we know? <laughs> hey, can you hear that, really? I want to know if we know how to cook. Oh, that silly child. <laughs> There's one thing I pride myself on It's my culinary ability Well, you don't have to do your nails first I mean... <laughs> uh, Look, girls I'm gonna tell you something There ain't nothing that me and your Uncle Frankie I mean, there's nothing too difficult for us to prepare You just name what you uh, want for lunch And you got it And I'll take your order And Uncle Frankie will cook it Now, what do you want? I want bula base, pheasant under glass And crepe Suzette. <laughs> One bologna sandwich coming up Check Hey, waiter What? What are you putting in a bologna sandwich? <laughs> Liverwurst Daddy, Mother always gives us something hot for lunch Hot? Okay Make it hot liverwurst <laughs> Mother wants us to have soup Soup? Yes, yeah, she left a can of tomato soup on the table you know how to make soup, Remley? Happens to be my specialty. Watch an artist go to work. First, I take the can like so. Then I puncture two holes in the top, thusly. There you are, girls. Drink your soup. <laughs> hey, Remley, I realize that you're a great chef, but tell me, why did you punch two holes in the can? One for each straw. <laughs> Here you are, kids. Start sipping. But this is cold. Aren't you going to heat it first? Heat it, huh? Curly, how do you heat a can of soup? <laughs> well, you ask me for who my Betty Crock is. <laughs> Give it to them cold. But they should have something warm in their stomachs. Yeah. Hey, I got an idea. What? Let them drink the soup cold, and then we'll give them a hot bath later. <laughs> yeah. And for dessert, we can give them hot ice cream, then put them under a cold shower. Don't you men know how to heat a can of soup? All you have baby to do Alice, is take it. Baby Alice, baby Alice, please. I'm a grown man, and I don't need a child to tell me how to heat a can of soup. I mean, cooking is a fine art, and you have to do it just so. Now, if you want the soup cooked, it shall be cooked. I'll cook it. Remley. What? Hand me a frying pan. 
A frying pan? What's the matter? You ain't never heard of fried soup? <laughs> Curly, any fool knows you don't fry soup. You bake it in the oven. <laughs> yeah, you can do it that way if you like the Swedish style of cooking. Personally, I prefer the French can-can method. <laughs> However, if you wish to bake it, we'll do it your way. Thank you. Better give me an unopened can. I can't put a can in the oven. It's got holes in it. You're so neat. Here's a fresh can. Thank you. Now we just put the can in the oven like this. Now I just turn the oven up to 500 and wait. Uncle Frankie, you shouldn't put an unopened can in the oven. The air can't get out. Please, and it... please. I cannot brook any interference in my kitchen. <laughs> you just go now. We'll call you when your lunch is ready. Say, Remley, how long will it take before it's ready? About two and a half minutes. Oh, goody. Two and a half minutes. Yeah. That's just time for me to sing my song. Why don't you crawl into the oven and do it from there? <laughs> you can watch the soup at the same time. They call you Lady Luck, but there is room for doubt. At times you have a very unladylike way of running out. You're on a date with me. The pickings have been lush And yet before this evening is over You might give me the brush You might forget your manners You might refuse to stay And so the best that I can do is pray Luck be a lady tonight Luck be a lady tonight Luck if you've ever been a lady to begin with Luck be a lady tonight Be a lady, luck be a lady Luck let a gentleman see Let a gentleman see How nice a dame you can be How nice you can be I know the way you've treated other guys you've been with So luck be a lady tonight Tonight be a lady, luck Lady doesn't leave her escort it isn't fair, it isn't nice. It isn't nice. A lady doesn't wander all over the room and blow on some other guy's dice. So let's keep the party polite. Never get out of my sight. Stick with me, baby, I'm the fella you came in with. Luck be a lady, luck be a lady, luck be a lady tonight. Whenever you're ready, we ought to go steady. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck if you've ever been a lady to begin with. Luck be a lady tonight. Stick with me, luck. Stick with me, lady. Luck, let a gentleman see how nice a dame you can be. I know the way you've treated other guys you've been with. Luck be a lady with me. Lady doesn't leave her escort. It isn't fair. It isn't nice. Why a lady wouldn't wander all over the room and blow on some other guy's dice. It isn't nice. So let's keep the party polite. Never get out of my sight. Stick with me, baby. I'm the guy that you came in with. Luck be a lady. Luck be a lady. Luck be a lady
Crumley. Hmm? How my voice sound? Half baked. <laughs> you better get back in the oven and finish. Will you be quiet. Hey, when's that soup gonna be done? Oh, it should be ready any minute. On the floor, on the ceiling, and on a wall <laughs> Gee whiz, there's tomato soup all over the place Now how are we going to explain this to Alice when she gets back? Well, tell her the kids are sloppy eaters <laughs> That housekeeper can clean it up when she gets here If she gets here I wonder what's keeping that dame Maybe you ought to phone the employment agency Find out where she is That ain't going to do no good I don't know what agency Alice called but Alice is going to phone me long distance Soon she gets to Palm Springs I'll ask her then She should be there by now Yeah She ought to be calling anything yeah. Hey, wait a minute That must be Alice now Thank goodness Now I can get things straight around there Hello, dear Hello, Mabel This is Henry <laughs> Mabel? You got the wrong number You don't get coy, darling I'd recognize your husky voice any place <laughs> Look, my name ain't Mabel, and another thing, don't call me darling. Ooh, say that again! Sounds <laughs> <laughs> just like Tallulah! <laughs> Look, there's something I have to tell you, Henry. Uh, you mean you're going to give me your answer about marrying me? Oh, I've been waiting impatiently for your answer. Tell me, Mabel, will you marry me? No. Thanks, dear. That's the answer I've been waiting for. Look, this has gone far enough. I'm getting mad. Oh, I don't... I'm only joking, Mabel. I really want to marry you. Now, what do you say? Now, look, I... Say yes. You'd like to become a mother, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I hadn't thought about it, have You'd make such a wonderful mother Well, I know, but uh, You see, I'm already a father <laughs> It might be a little confusing <laughs> Don't let that bother you, dear Just think, you'll be the only one To get presents on both Mother's Day and Father's Day Look, will you please get off of the phone? I tell you, I wish you were here So I could get my hands on you Oh, Mabel, you want a neck <laughs> I'll be right over. I can't wait to see you either, dear. Hey, tell me, have you changed much since I saw you last? How do you look? I got a broken nose, bags under my eyes, wrinkles, and a three-day growth of beard. Darling, you're getting prettier! <laughs> I'll be over soon. Goodbye! Well, I'll be done. Who was it, Curly? Some guy. What guy? My fiance. <laughs> the guy had the wrong number. Oh. Daddy, was that mommy on the phone? No, kids, it wasn't your mother. It... Look, you kids better go off to school. You know, you missed this morning's session. But we can't go. We lost the book from the school library, and the teacher won't let us come back until we find I it. I know, but. Whom won't let you come back? <laughs> you listen to me. What do you mean she won't let you come back? She can't do that to you. After all, you're Phil Harris's children, and your mother is a taxpayer. <laughs> Girl, are you going to 
let the school get away with this? I should say not. Come on, Remley. We'll take the kids to school and see that they get back in class. Yeah. Hey, look, kids. You kids wait here in the car, and we'll go in and talk to your teacher. Come on, Remley. Yeah. Hey. Hey, look. Nice-looking school they got here, ain't it, Remley? Yeah. Looks different than the school I went to when I was a kid. This one's a lot smaller. Wonder how many inmates they got here. <laughs> I don't know. We'll ask the warden when we get inside. <laughs> be kind of nice to get back in school again, you nice. know? Nice. Yeah. Curly, you didn't really enjoy going to school when you were a kid, did you? Sure I did. Yeah? Spent some of the happiest years of my life in school. You know, I'll never forget when I was... In the sixth grade, I had a wonderful fist fight with the principal. <laughs> Weren't you taking an awful chance having a fight with the principal? Wasn't he bigger than you? Yeah, but I was older. <laughs> hey, uh, here's the kids' classroom. Let's go in. Yeah, hey, Curly, when you talk to the teacher, be careful of your choice of words. You don't want her to think you're a dope. Look, Ramley, will you stop already? Look, when I have to, I can really toss them big words around. Yeah. My vocabulary is as good as anybody's. Come on. And so, children, when General Robert E. Lee surrendered to General Grant at Richmond, the North won the war from the South. <laughs> Ooh, what she said. <laughs> I'm glad my children weren't here to listen to this subversive Yankee propaganda. <laughs> now, next thing she'll do is teach them that Columbus discovered America. That she will never get away with. I've already told my kids it was Kay Kaiser. <laughs> Miss Wilson. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you gentlemen come in. Oh, children, you read your books. Well, what can I do for you, sirs? Uh, my name is Phil Harris. Oh, yes. <laughs> By the way, Mr. Harris, I didn't have a chance to write a thank you note for the Christmas present you sent me. Oh, don't mention it. I, I just hope that you didn't receive too many presents just like it. No, you were the only parent who sent me a cider press. <laughs> well, I figured with all them apples you get, you could use a little bit. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad to have you here, Mr. Harris. Oh, and you, sir, are you a parent, too? No, I'm a revenue. I've come to inspect your still. <laughs> Kindly show me the outlet, Frankie. <laughs> the sweet cider press. Sweet cider. Oh, oh, oh. Sweet cider. <laughs> now, Miss Wilson, uh, I'm here to see you about my children. What about them? Well, they told me that you won't let them back in school until they return a library book, and, well, why can't they come back? Well, sir, in cases of this sort, we must take disciplinary action. Even you must admit they are guilty of procrastination. <laughs> procrastination in a summary sense, perhaps. However, diligently speaking, the disbursement of the disintegrating allegation is entirely unfounded and supercilious.
Nespa? <laughs> what did you say? You're a teacher, you figure it out. <laughs> Look, I demand that you let my children back in this class. I'm sorry, sir, but I refuse to rescind my decision. I'd like to answer that, but he used all my big words in the last <laughs> Look, if you don't do anything about it, then I'm going over your head. I'm going to see the principal. Now, where do I find him? Mr. Rush's office is on the second floor. Thank you. Come on, Remley. We'll go see Mr. Rush. He's the head man around here. All right. I'll tell him off, too, and I guarantee when I get through with it, my kids will be back in this. I don't know what I'm going to do with you. You're the worst child in this school. You're always being sent to my office, Julius. But Mr. Rush, it was just a childish prank. All I did was hang the teacher by her thumbs in the cloakroom. <laughs> well, I didn't mind that, but you also put a live fish in her desk drawer. Why did you do that? Well, I figured if I used a dead one, it would smell up the class. Julia! <laughs> it's a cute little fish. I got it in my pocket. You want to see it? No, no, no. I can't stand the sight of fish. I can't even stand to talk about them. I went fishing once and I got dreadfully seasick. Seasick, huh? Yes. You mean you get sick just from sitting out in the ocean in a boat that goes back and forth, back and oh, forth, Julius, please, and back and please, forth and stop it, you little sadist! <laughs> Don't ever talk to me about fishing. I hate it. Okay, so you hate it. Can I go now? No. As punishment, you're staying in my office for the rest of the day. I am, huh? Yes. Back and forth. <laughs> Julius. Now, I'm going in the next office. Oh, by the way, I'm expecting two child psychologists from UCLA. <laughs> now, uh, let me know when they get here. I wonder why he dislikes me. Oh, well, as long as I'm here, I might as well sit behind this desk and act important. Uh, Mr. Principal, I want to talk to you. What's on your mind, Mac? <laughs> this is all I need, a principal who looks like Julius I am Julius How long you dead-end kids been enrolled here? Look, grocery boy, one more crack out of you I didn't Don't raise your voice to the principal, Irving <laughs> What are you guys doing here? Well, the teacher sent us to see the principal What'd you do, eat one of the kids? <laughs> Look, Julius, will you get the principal in here? I want you to do something for me, and I want him to do it for me now. I'll tell that guy just... Mr. Harris, you're taking a wrong approach. If you want a favor from the principal, you should try to get on the good side of him. Well, maybe you're right. Julius, how would I... How would I get on the good side of him? Well, it's a cinch. Oh, if you want to get him in a happy frame of mind, just talk to him about his favorite hobby. Fishing. <laughs> Well, if he likes fishing, we're the boys who can talk to him about that. Yeah, we're experts. Certainly. We might even be able to give him a few pointers. Yeah, he'd like that. He has a few fishing problems that you guys could help him solve. Hey, you wait and I'll go get him. Remember, all you gotta do to talk to Mr. Bush about deep sea diving and he'll turn green with envy. Anyway, he'll turn green. <laughs> okay, we got you, Julius. About fish, huh? Oh, uh, Mr. Rush. Oh, yes. What is it, Julius? You know them two child psychologists she was expecting from UCLA? Oh, yes, yes. They're in your office now. Good. I'll go right in and see them. Oh, this should be a very interesting interview. It certainly should. <laughs> oh, that laugh. It's positively unsanitary. 
<laughs> well, I, I do hope the professors can help me. I need advice on how to handle some of the problem children in the school, especially the little ones. Ah, how do you do, gentlemen? Hi, Princey. Well, we hear you have a few problems, and we're just the boys who can help you. I certainly hope so. Gentlemen, you don't know the trouble I'm having, especially with the little ones. Now tell me, what are you supposed to do with the little ones? Well, uh, we usually break them in half and use them as bait for the big ones. <laughs> uh, bait? Sometimes we throw them to the sharks. Sharks? Oh, gentlemen, please, I need your help. Well, maybe to... your approach is wrong, Princey. Maybe you don't use a big enough rod. Oh, I couldn't use a rod on the little ones. Well, then try a spear. <laughs> if you don't use a rod on them, what do you use? Why, I use kindness and love. <laughs> How you get that on a hook? <laughs> you have good luck that way? Do, do, do they respond to your affections? Oh, yes. Why, you should see some of the letters I get from them when they grow up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this kid's got to go. There's <laughs> a guy getting mash notes from Flounders. <laughs> uh... Mr. Rush, let's get back to your problem. Which ones give you the most trouble? Well, I find that the females give me more trouble than the males. You can tell the difference? <laughs> well, can't you? No, I've never been able to tell one from another. Well, I suggest you have a talk with your father. Your daddy wouldn't know either. <laughs> His hobby is pitching horseshoes. <laughs> Gentlemen, how long have you been doing this sort of work? What work? It's a lot of fun to go fishing. Fishing? Yeah, it's very relaxing sitting out on that boat going back and forth. Oh, no, 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 no. And Stop. back Stop. and Stop, forth. Stop, I say! Go back. Get out of Mr. here. Mr. Rush, I wanted to talk to you about Get my... Get out and don't ever come back! What's the matter with him, Curly? He seemed to be upset about something. Probably been sniffing too much chalk dust. <laughs> Can't stand too close to the board, you know. You gotta be about a foot away from the board. Well, I really made a mess out of things today. I got a housekeeper who didn't show up. I blew up my stove, wrecked my kitchen, and met a principal who's in love with a fish. Ah, Curly. Why look at the dark side of things? Think of the one beautiful thing that happened to you today. What beautiful thing? You got a proposal of marriage from a man named Henry. Oh, yes! He might call. Phil will be back in a moment. In all principal television areas, the knowledge, experience, and resources of the Radio Corporation of America are available to RCA Victor television owners through RCA service company factory branches. Whether you live in a city or a suburb or out in the country, RCA Victor factory service is as near as your telephone. And with RCA factory service, you're assured of the finest reception possible, even in the city where there might be interference from tall buildings or in fringe areas miles from the nearest sending station. If you buy an RCA Victor factory service contract, Technicians will select the proper antenna for your location. They'll install and maintain your RCA Victor set and replace any part, including the all-important picture tube. So inquire about an RCA Victor factory service contract. 
And remember, when you own RCA Victor Television with an RCA Victor factory service contract, you have television's greatest combination. You said that right, Bill. Folks, this is Phil again. I'm sure we would all listen carefully if a child of ours asked, Daddy, can I walk tomorrow? Thousands of such children will walk someday if you help them. Your National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis provides them with all the care they need, paying for everything from hospitalization and treatment to braces and crutches. So join the March of Dimes. Send your dimes and dollars to your local 1952 March of Dimes headquarters now. Do that for me, won't you? Thanks and good night, everyone. Remember, whether you're buying a television set, a radio, a Victrola phonograph, or a record, put your faith in the cornerstone of American home entertainment for three generations. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in television. Next, Theater Guild on the Air, starring Dorothy McGuire on NBC.